This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What's happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Go Win Podcast. You're here for a Tuesday tune-up, and we are going to be talking about a subject that we all want, which is more wealth and less taxes. Now, before we get to that, I want to make sure you guys make sure you're sharing this. Make sure you're getting out there. Subscribe, review. We continue to have amazing guests, just like the gentleman we're going to have on today. And he's talking about a subject that we all want to get better at. That's making more money. That's retaining more money. And he is an expert at that. Lance Beline is a certified financial planner who has been helping individuals and families take control of their wealth for over 20 years And he is the author of More Wealth, Less Taxes, which that's about as descriptive and perfect description of what we're going to be talking about. So Lance, (laughs) brother, how are you? Man, I'm doing great, Jam. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be on your show. Uh, I'm excited to have you, man. So I guess let's start with what made you or what? why did you decide to write this book? Because again, I like More Wealth. I like Less Taxes, but my understanding is Uncle Sam's always going to be there to get those taxes. So I, I yeah. have two questions there, but how, what made you decide to write this book? You know, I, uh, I was, I turned 50 last year and I took a four month sabbatical and I was like, you know, I had time, right. Sometimes in life we're so busy with the rat race in life. We don't get to do some of the things that we want to do. So I had the time. I was like, you know, I just want to take, I've been surrounded fortunately by some great individuals, uh, CPAs, other certified financial planners that I've gleaned a lot of great ideas from. And uh, I was like, I what if I can take those best principles, right, and put them in to impact people's lives, help them maybe go from good to great with their finances. And in my opinion, the thing that moves the needle the most in that is paying less taxes. Um Funny story, I was uh, 37. I've created a mastermind group of other certified financial planners throughout the U.S. And this guy uh, from Seattle, Washington, his name is Rich Stewart. He made a comment that made me like do a double take. I don't know if you've ever had these instances where you think you're pretty knowledgeable about something and then you get kind of blown away. right? And he goes, I'm going to show you guys how to take money out of an IRA and your clients don't have to pay taxes on it. And I'm like, well, I don't think you can do that, right? And so it was that that there at age 37 had transformed my mind as far as thinking, we need to be thinking about accumulating and distributing wealth differently, like accumulating wealth with an end in mind uh, versus just saving and accumulating. Up until that point, I was just helping individuals like most people in my industry, understanding their financial goals and make sure they saved enough but not thinking about how that money was going to be taxed. And once I found that out and my CPA partner and I, the light bulb went on, it's been an amazing ride. And so I was wanting to try to help individuals uh, with paying less taxes, especially during their retirement years. Well, I love that. And, you know, I think the main thing I hear from this, and I hope everybody listening hears what I'm about to say. He is a professional. He's really good at his craft. And yet we always are learning more. So those of you that don't have your certified financial planner, don't have somebody in your corner, which is their expertise. 
you're missing out because there's no way, especially I know we're going to talk some taxes. How could you possibly stay abreast of all of these things and wear all the other hats that we have, right? Like, yeah, I, I was in the industry and I still had my planner because I needed that. That's not my expertise. So, brother, talk to me about that, especially when taxes and how that all works to have your certified financial planner, then you have your tax. How do you get them all to kind of work together to, like you said, look at the long term of what are we doing with this money? Why are we doing what we're doing and and setting it up properly? Yeah, I'm a big believer in teaming. And I think the industry overall set up to dis uh, is a little bit of a disadvantage because generally speaking, UJM would say, well, I have my financial planner. I have my insurance person. I have my tax person. I have my estate person. And they don't communicate. They don't coordinate. And it's up to you to try to take the language that each of them are saying that, you know, go talk with your CPA about this. Go talk to your financial planner about this. And so it's it, the system is a little broken down because I think we're, ever, we're operating in silos, versus working as a team and a conglomerate. And wouldn't it be so much more effective to have your financial team in a meeting twice a year, all with their specialties, all with their lens on as far as what they know, and then making decisions based on you know, your best interest? I love that. So let's just break that down, brother. Let, let's build our team and then you can really dive into cool. Now we got the team. This is what we're going to do with it from yeah. especially the, the financial side of things. But what does that team look like, Lance? If you were to build the perfect team for a family to say, you're going to be working for X amount of years. You want to retire at Y. This is the team that you have to have put together. What what is that 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 perfect looking team look like? C- CPA, right, for the taxes, both current and future, estate planner for wills, trust, other uh, vehicles such as LLCs and other entities that need to be established. And then either your insurance person that handles your life, disability, uh, just, you know, those type of deals, and then your money manager investment person. Now, sometimes in our industry, a certified financial planner can be both of those, right? Is educated in both of those categories. But I would say those are your four, whether that's four individuals doing that or three individuals, but that's your core team. I love that. And guys, I just went through this again. Uh, when he's talking estate planning, there's a lot to that. And although I've seen people wear both hats, when it comes to asset protection, it's so key. So let's dive into it, Lance, especially with your expertise on the financial side. What are some of the, the, the key takeaways? If I'm listening to this podcast, I'm like, look, I want to make more wealth. I want to pay less taxes. How do I do that? Under, I, I would like your listeners to Google historical federal tax rates. Right. And what they're going to find if they do that, that we have in the last 20 years actually have been in a in the lowest tax rate environment in our government's history. There's been a 90 cent tax rate out there, a 70, a 50s, just going back to the 80s. So get that in mind, like we are actually in a lower tax rate environment right now than we ever have been. Not going to try to forecast the future, being an economist, but we do have a federal deficit problem. We have government programs that are very underfunded. So I think the government is either going to have to raise revenue in the future 
which will be through taxes or decreased spending, which politicians generally don't like to do. So kind of get a framework. We know we're paying a lot of taxes, I, you know, in essence, but the tax code is built to make it hard for you to hide or camouflage or decrease the amount of taxes you pay when you have a very high W-2 or self-employment income. The highest bracket right now is 37%. And that's if only on your income above $647,000. So that is a lot of tax. And then you access the state tax if you live in a state like I do in Arkansas. And then you have Obamacare tax. I know there's multiple tax rates. But if you just think about how you accumulate your wealth in retirement, like that's when you can make significant, significant impact on decreasing the amount of taxes you pay. For example, you no longer have a W-2, right? You're no longer working. You're neither self-employed or have a W-2. Then I can show through the tax code how individuals can take advantage of a 0% tax rate that they never knew it existed. And that 0% tax rate is for dividends from their uh, from stocks, qualified stocks, the U.S. company stocks, and capital gains, whether they have appreciation in stocks, bonds or mutual funds, or real estate. So what if, again, you no longer have a W-2, you could get up to $83,550 of dividends or capital gains and pay a 0% tax rate? Right. That's that's how you now manipulate or take advantage of how the tax code is, because we're not forced, JM, to withdraw money from what I call bucket one, which is my pre-tax money, my 401k IRA money until 72. And their law is thinking about extending that. So up until 72. So let's say I financially independent, at, let's say 55. Right. Seems like people are wanting to become financially independent younger. Right. Versus working longer. So 55, so from 55 up to 72, I could drastically, I could show individuals how they could have an income of $200,000, $300,000 and pay less than 10% in taxes for that 15 to 20 year period. So it's hard to manipulate your taxes when you're working and making a lot of money. The tax code is set up to catch you. But once you have your wealth accumulated, that's when you can be strategic about how you get your income and how that income is taxed. Yeah. And I, I think this is where having that, that professional is so important guys, because it's not like every year tax code, it's going to change again and again and again. But the one thing you, you know, again, you didn't necessarily forecast, but it looks like with spending, look, taxes are going to go up at some point. They just have to because you can't just continue to print money and not have some repercussions, right? We have to pay for this stuff um, at some point. What are some of the biggest pitfalls you see people make? Because I want the listeners to, these guys and gals that are working their tails off, they're, they're, they're providing for their families and they're building this amazing future, but so often we haven't been educated properly when it comes to money. And, and most cases, like I, I'd venture to say that over 90% of us really don't have a solid financial education because it's not really taught in schools. So Lance, in your opinion, do you have some of the three things that if you could just eradicate what these things that people do so they could build more wealth, 
so they can retain more of that. What, do you have some of those that, that off the top of your head? Yeah, I'd say number one, I feel like we we feel we can manipulate, predict, or outthink the market. And it is it is number one cannot be done. And if individuals, it was the biggest error I've used to make in my life and professional career and individuals, we tend to think with the market's rational. It, we should be able to understand it. It's not that way. It is just not that way. And so if you just get that fundamental down and not try to outthink it and just go with an index that you're comfortable with, let's say the S&P 500, you're going to be less stress, less anxiety, and you're going to win in the long term. So I find that sometimes with investing, people are trying to get ahead and get that extra 1% or 2% return. Uh, and it's just very, I haven't seen it be successful, consistent enough that I would recommend it. Uh, so any individuals are either doing that or working with a financial professional that says, that's my bailiwick. This is what I do. I have a, a magic investment strategy that works, you know, 80% of the time uh, we outproduce the market, I'd probably consider really maybe double thinking that, you know? Uh, and the other thing is just understanding about wealth and the future. Like I want to help your listeners and, and my clients accumulate the wealth needed to meet their financial goals, but paying less taxes today is hard if you're making a lot of money. And, and, uh, $650,000, right, of more is a lot of money. But at the same time, it's, it can be not that much, right? I mean, we all, you know, and so if you're uh, fortunate, some listeners are making seven digits or more than that, you know, just pay your taxes. This is it's medicine. And it's actually in a lower tax rate environment. So be glad you're doing it now versus when you're in your 80s, in the 1980s, and you're giving over 50% from federal taxes alone uh, off the top. Yeah, it is. It is funny. Uh, it, it's it's a different perspective and way to look at it. It's like, look, yes, be creative where you can, but let a professional help you with that. But you should be paying your taxes now. You'd rather do that now than later, right? I, I mean, I, you always yeah. hear defer, 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 but at some point you have to pay some of this uh, taxes. And to your point, the I guess the basic question is, do you think taxes are going to go up or down from the current environment today. And again, no one has a crystal ball, but I'll say it. I think they're going to go up, you know, <laughs> from now until when I'm 80 years old. So 40 years or so from now, I'm guessing they're going to be higher. And so I think I'd rather pay that now than always defer. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. And if you're deferring, right, I would save in and your after tax where you're you may be paying taxes on your dividends and capital gains, but in the future, you won't have to, hopefully, or that tax-free bucket, which is Roth IRAs, 401ks, cash value, life insurance, health savings accounts. So what if you can position your wealth so that you determine your taxable income? So you determine your tax rate that you're going to pay. Uh, and that would be the premise. Right now, when you're accumulating and making a lot of money, you cannot. it's hard to influence. The tax code is the way it is. You're going to there's only so many ways to decrease it. And I, my suggestion for small business owners, for your listeners that are small business owners, you know, I would definitely, if they have children of age, I think the biggest missing link of 
uh, when I say children of age, let's say 10, 11, 12, uh, that you could pay your child, put them on payroll and pay them $12,950. And they get a standard deduction of that. And so it's no tax, no taxable income. So we're all spending that on our kids anyway, on their activities and, you know, vacation. So, you know, based on the number of children you can have, you can lower your income by 50, 60,000, right? If you have three or four children. So I think those are little things I find is not being done enough. I don't know why, but the CPA tax industry are not very proactive, it doesn't seem like, to give recommendations. But that's like a low-lying fruit. If you have children of age that you can meaningfully apply a job description for, like for you, it could be social media, right? Our children are always all about that. So why not? And then you're 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 going to make that income instead of being taxed at your tax rate, it could be taxed at a zero percent tax rate, and that's a big win. That's like a low lying fruit that I think your self employed individuals could do. Well, and again, that's that's completely legal. I use it. Uh, my kids do one hundred percent. Social media is a great example because they're always helping out with, hey, dad, try this, try that. So uh, it's 100%. They yeah. are in the business and we do that. You you brought up children. I think when I think of the audience, when I when I look out and you'd ask me out there, what what is that avatar? Who, do, who are they? When I think of the people listening, I think of people with children and not everybody, but a lot of our audience. What are some of the lessons that you've taught your kids that you're like, man, I wish I knew this when I was a kid, because I know that's how I talk to my kids is I didn't know this, but I'm glad to share it with you so that you can get a little bit further ahead in life than I was. So what are some of those lessons that we can share so that they, our audience can do the same with their kids? Yeah, I fortunately have gotten exposed to a lot of my clients, right? Successes, failures, right? And, and living vicariously through them. And I love the families that have introduced finances and openly talk about money to their children versus when I was growing up. And I don't know about you, JM, but it wasn't really talked about. You don't talk about how much dad makes, right? You don't talk that. You don't talk about how much investments dad has or mom and dad has. And so, so therefore we made a lot of mistakes that probably they did. Right. And so don't make money taboo. Make it, hey, this is just part of life. And, and this is one category of life you want to win at. There's a lot of more important categories also that we want to focus that you win at. This is just one of them. But my son or daughter, these are why I want you to win in these. And so that would be, if that makes sense, don't make money taboo. Let's be open about it. And let them know that it shouldn't govern their lives, right? It shouldn't be that the driving force of their life, if you're fortunate enough to make a good income, right? That they see that, hey, this is just a, that he's using this actually to be a better steward and using it for benefit others. Uh, that's what we use this money for. Brother, I think it's some of the best advice ever given on the podcast. And I mean that sincerely because money shouldn't be taboo. And money's just a thing. It's not good. It's not evil. It's literally an object that you can create an amazing world with. You can help so many people with, but I know it was relatively taboo. We didn't talk about a lot. And I had so much emotion tied around money, so much uh, scarcity mindset tied into money. And the truth is money is just a thing. It's an object. It's created and you can create more of it, do a lot of great things. 
but it can't be taboo. Brother, I want to just give you open forum here. What didn't I know enough to ask you? And you're like, I got to share this with your audience before I get off, because I know there's something that I, that you're, there's a yearning desire to share with the audience that I just didn't know enough to ask you. So what is that brother? Man, I, I think we actually, I, I, I just love to introduce individuals to the 0% tax rate because I think many individuals didn't, don't know it exists because during their wealth building years, fortunately, they made more than the 12% income bracket. Uh, and which was 83,550. So they never know it exists. So once they learn that it exists, then they can accumulate their wealth. So hopefully for a long time during their retirement, up until age 72, they can take advantage of it, right? Uh, Just, you can make yourself look like middle America, even though you have wealth that far exceeds that. Uh, And so it's just been a, you know, I think, that, that was the thing that I find individuals are most surprised of when we talk about how to pay less taxes. Like, well, you're not using the 0% tax rate in your retirement. Uh, I love, I call it the knipple ripple in my book. And Richard was, uh, he fortunately worked for Kraft Foods and Kraft Foods was owned by Philip Morris and Altria. And so he had accumulated a lot of stock in that. And so he was talking about, hey, I just don't want my you know portfolio to blow up in smoke. You know, that was a little, aha story, but he's living off over $100,000 of dividends, right? And not paying ta- uh, taxes on it. I mean, how ha- he's, he's like, he's like, this is awesome. He didn't know. He backed into it. He had no idea that he was going to be in that position. He was just buying, you know, the company stock as a good person, you know, like he should have, but it's like he backed into it. So now what I like to do is help people be proactive, right? To get to there versus luck into it. Uh, and so it's been a great time. I'd be on your show. I love, uh, you love your podcast and you have great energy. Oh, I appreciate that. But I'll, I'll tell you guys to back into that, to be in your golden years when you're supposed to enjoy retirement and have a hundred thousand dollars, zero tax. I mean, fantastic. That's what you've worked your tail off for. I want people to have that. So Lance, I appreciate that. Brother, if people wanted to connect with you online to really learn more about more wealth, less taxes, the book, what you're doing, what's the best place to, to really connect with you? Yeah, just my website's just my name. So www.lancebelline.com. And all my contact information is there. Resources from the book are there. Uh, there'll be a lot of a good, uh, so that's where they can go. Cool. Well, brother, I appreciate it. This is such an important topic, and I really do appreciate you bringing that to the world, bringing it to the audience, and and just sharing, man. The knowledge is is really powerful, and I'm hoping a lot of people apply what you talked about and go pick up your book and and apply even more from that. Man, appreciate it being on the show for sure. Uh, it's my pleasure. You guys, who doesn't want more wealth, less taxes? I'm in. I signed up right now. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to read uh, Lance's book. And I just so hope that you got something from the show because there's so much here. Um, Again, make sure to share, subscribe, get it out there. Let's get more people to enjoy their retirement years the way they should. And remember, until next time, your mindset matters. I appreciate you all. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. 
building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Ryerson.